Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson, First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of our program and good buddies of ours. We're happy to say you can enjoy their delicious food seven days a week through the drive-thru. You can have it delivered to your house. You can even eat in the dining room. However you choose to eat it, just be sure you eat Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Just when you think 2020 could not get any weirder, the interim coach has left. The new interim coach is in. Scotty Walden announced today, it was announced today, that the interim football coach Scotty Walden has picked up his toys and is moving to another playground. Uh, Unprecedented is what I read uh, the description. Heath Hinton and one national publication this morning, never before apparently, has a college football team had two interim coaches and 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 a total of three head coaches in one season, but it is 2020. And Heath, I'm going to throw this out there. Earlier this week when Patrick McGee broke the uh, interview with Jeremy McClain and Jeremy said that apparently the money's there and he's going to shoot for a uh, top five pay coach in Conference USA, a big time hire. I thought when I read that the writing was on the wall about Scotty Walden. I just couldn't imagine that uh, that the school would pay a 30-year-old unproven head coach, you know, 900000 a million dollars a year. Do you think, uh, Heath Hinton, that's what led to his departure? Well, first off, I do want to state on what you said about the three head coaches in a season. It has happened before. In fact, it happened at USC in 2013 when Lane Kiffin was fired after five games. Ed Ogeron was the interim for eight games left, and Clay Hilton was the interim head coach for their bowl game. So right, but not middle before. ways through the season, right? No, but yeah. I mean, it's it's three. There's three of them that's been yeah. there. I'm just saying that. But, you, you know, Scotty, you kind of understand it if, if, you take a, if you take a seat, if you take a back and look at it. Look at the timeline. You know, Patrick McGee came out with article yesterday. Jeremy McClain talking about, you know, what he wanted to do with the coaching, how much money. It seems, now I don't know this for a fact, but it seems like that he and Scotty had already had discussions on this, that Scotty had to do something because Austin Peay's first game is February 21st of, of 2021. So they need a head coach now. They're without one. So he's got to go in there, hire a staff, get a game plan together, coach a team in really three months, and get them ready to play for their first game. Actually, less than three months. So I, I don't know. Maybe – I don't know. I kind of understand it. I don't say it's a good situation, but when you kind of look at it from that way – you know, if you're Scotty Walden, you know you might be a candidate to Southern Miss, but you don't know if you're going to get the job. In this case, you might get the job. And what happens, you know, if Southern Miss goes the rest of the season and, God forbid, they don't win another game. Would Scotty Walden, you know, be a 
have an opportunity to head coach anywhere else. So I, I think you have to look at it and say you kind of understand why this was done now. I think also you got to say that Scotty Walden was talking to Austin P before the article came out in the paper. I can't believe that uh, this all came up since Patrick wrote his article. No, you would think that there's been some talks for a while between both sides. You would think that there has to be. It couldn't be like that they offered him and, you know, held the proverbial gun to his head and said you had 45 minutes to, you know, make a decision. <laughs> I don't think that's happened. Um, you know, this isn't the mafia hiring people these days. Right. Um, I, I think there was probably talks, and it probably had to have been a, a constant conversation. And, you know, Scotty may have waited to the last minute and decided, well, I need to go ahead and do this for, you know, he's going to be the head coach. He's going to be, you know, looking towards his family, looking towards his future. He doesn't know if he's going to get the Southern Miss job. He wasn't given that guarantee. You kind of you kind of have to understand it, so I kind of understand why he did what he did. Now, Luke Johnson, my opinion, and a dollar will get you a cup of coffee at McDonald's or $8 at Starbucks, but uh, my opinion is this is the best thing that could happen for the program. I was just never sold on a guy with so little experience heading up the football program, and now I think it gives Jeremy McLean really a clear feel to uh, to look down and find the next head football coach. Your thoughts? From a university standpoint, from a football standpoint, it, it does just allow you to move on um, because what would have happened if Scotty would have won four or five games in a row? You know, what, what situation, what hypotheticals would have caused that? I'm just thinking from a player perspective, and when we talk to Kelly a little later, um, you know, I'll, I'll bring out some more of that. I, it's just hard. It's hard for a player to stomach this happening once in a season, much less twice. But, yeah, from, from a coaching standpoint, uh, from a search standpoint, you're able to move on. And uh, But, but the, the frustrating part about that is most of the dudes on staff know they're not going to be retained. Every single one of them know that a new head coach is probably, unless you're Derek Nix, who could survive a nuclear winter any, on any coaching staff, m- most of these – most of these guys know they're they're not going to do it, and so uh, they're not going to be retained. That's the difficult part. Heath, going forward, um, and and you can kind of comment, you know, on, on on a player front. But I'm hearing today, uh, and this is how quickly college football changes. The landscape of college football changes. I'm hearing now uh, that while maybe a couple weeks ago Hugh Freeze was a possibility, I'm hearing that uh, that is no longer an option uh, for the university. And maybe throw out a couple more names that, that you're looking for now that that hurdles kind of out of the way yeah i've heard the same thing i think hugh freeze probably you know he's six to know what happens he did virginia tech next week i think you're going to see some ac aac schools some lower tier big 12 offering them a spot so i i kind of get get it from his side um i tell you some names i really like or uh grass the head coach at uh, jacksonville but a name i'm kind of interested in and i want to Give a shout out to Jamie Arrington for this one. Um, he is Chadwell, the head coach at Coastal Carolina. Interesting proposition. Jeremy hired him when he was at Delta State. Uh, so they have a connection there. Chadwell's done a good job at Coastal. Look at it this year. What he's making right now, what Jeremy's talking about paying, is a lot more than what he's making. So uh, that's an interesting name, of course, Kevin Johns. You hear about him. You also hear uh, Will Hall and Austin Davis uh, may be someone that would be interested in the job. There's a, there's a lot of names floating out there. I think Jeremy 
knows, though, that this hire will be, this is a make-or-break hire for Southern Miss. If you don't hire the right guy right now, you could really damage this program for a long, long time. Well, and Heath, there's there's still games left to be played, right? So, uh, sure. and Luke makes a great point about the guys on the staff pretty much know this this is it for them. Does that concern you as to how much um, how much possibility has now been lost for at least a respectable season? You think you think now they just will just play it out for the sake of playing it out to see what happens next? No, because these coaches they're playing for their future jobs if they think that way. If they go in and just totally, you know, throw in the towel and don't give any effort, they're not going to get hired anywhere else. That word's going to get out. Um, they want jobs. If they're not going to be at Southern Miss, they want jobs. I have a feeling probably the best way now, if you're at Southern Miss at this point and you want to survive this, is to be a former Golden Eagle. There's one on staff. I think, you know, having a bridge and a former player from staff to staff is, is probably the best way to stay on in some that, some instances, of course, you know, you talked about uh, D-Nix. Derek, I mean, you're right. He could survive a nuclear holocaust at Ole Miss, and he's still going to be there. Yeah. But um, it, it's – I'd be it, calling I Derek Nix so. if I, I think were the coaches are going to – I think the coaches are going to – they're going to continue sure to they coach will. hard. I'm I, don't sure see a, I don't see a slack in that. But if I were them, I'd call Derek Nix and get advice. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a – here is a uh, stat for both of you guys. Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina right now makes $319,866. His buyout as of December 1st is $758,204. That that's a uh, that, that's yeah, that's numbers I think Southern Miss can work with for sure. Absolutely. Those are numbers that Southern Miss then is a step up from where you were at. And obviously I've talked to Jeremy in the past, not just that long ago, and he told me, he said, I know what the coaching market is today. I know what amount of money needs to be paid, and I am very – he was very confident they can get there. They know the assistant coaches' salaries are going to have to come up. I think that – I actually think Chadwell is a, it would be a, a very nice fit. Somebody who's been in Mississippi, somebody who knows Mississippi and is a winner, I, would, I think that might be uh, – Somebody on the list that I would really look at, major props to Jamie Arrington again for bringing him to my, bringing his attention, naming my attention. But, um, yeah, that would be a, I think he would be a home run hire for Southern Miss. Just my opinion, though. All right, Heath, we appreciate it, man. Uh, great time to have you on the show. Big news seems like every day, and uh, no telling what will happen between now and, uh, no, between now and next week. So we'll be looking forward to talking to you then. Be fun, guys. Y'all have a wonderful day. God bless. All right. Heath Hinton, everybody. Big Gold Nation. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
Hey, welcome back. I want to thank Heath Hinton for joining us uh, in the opening segment of the show. 2020, a weird time, uh, Luke, and uh, <laughs> I guess today's just another example of that, right? It is, man. Uh, Jeremy McLean releasing a statement. Seems like, uh, like Heath said, you know, perhaps um, there was communication before all this went down. You would, you would hopefully. Uh, desire that. Uh, Southern Miss Athletic Director Jamie McLean issued the following statement on southernmiss.com. We're excited for Scotty and his family as they begin this new journey and wish them nothing but the best. As we adjust, I have asked Tim Billings to take over the interim head coach role, and I have full confidence in his ability to successfully lead our team for the rest of the season. On Twitter, also, uh, Austin P. Uh, University making it official that Scotty Walden is now the new head coach for Austin P. It is indeed wild. Second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you every day by Campus Bookmark, located on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, the place to go for everything you need to cheer on the black and gold. As winter comes in, you may even need a rain jacket this week. They got all of that, or you can go to them anytime, 24-7, at campusbookmark.net. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Thankful to have you on on a really weird Tuesday. And, uh, Bob, now we uh, yeah. we get to see what Kelly John Sander has to say well, about it. Always a great angle. And let's not all forget that uh, if you didn't think everything was weird, there's a hurricane coming back through the area uh, that we're expecting. <laughs> we're expecting tomorrow night and Thursday morning, and we're expecting some weather here in South Mississippi. So, Kelly, 2020 continues to roll along. Uh, the, I, I'm expecting the monsters to be real on Halloween night. Man, 2020 is like a is like a pair of brown shoes with a tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you speak uh, from experience. And and with all this, uh, it, you talk about the fertilizer hitting the ventilator. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is almost laughable now. Um, if, and if you don't laugh, you'd have to cry about it. Um, you know, I understand that the two schools of thought with, with Coach Walden. You know, I'd, I'd like to hear, you know, I'd like to be able to talk to some of the, some of the players or some of the internal folks at Southern Miss. Is this something that, that Scotty Walden kind of did on his own? You know, to what level was Jeremy McClain uh, privy to what was going on? You, you would hope that he knew you know, what was taking place. Um, because, and the reason you'd want to know that information is because then you could better develop an opinion as to what you think of the move. You know, on, on one hand, you can't ever fault a man for, you know, going for something that he's always wanted, which was a head coaching position, Scotty, you know, at, at, a, at a higher level. And it was getting to be more and more certain that Scotty was not going to be the guy. That, that Southern Miss was going to hire, especially when there was this pressure, so to speak, to raise the ante to hire a coach. You know, what Scotty Wallen's not a stupid guy. He could probably do the math and figure out that if he was going to get the job, there wouldn't necessarily be the need to come up with that kind of money. So you crunch those mathematical numbers and figure out, yeah, it's not me. They're going to go a different direction. So he had an opportunity to get a head coaching position, to, you know, solidify employment, you know, so so you don't want to fault him for that, but the timing of it is it, poor. I, I, yeah, I, but I just don't know that you can blame anybody for anything that goes on this year because everything is so unprecedented. Right. 
Uh, let me interrupt. Say we're, we're getting a lot of calls from uh, from listeners here at the station. I just can't take the calls right now, but we'll try to get one or two of you on the air in the last segment. We're getting quite a number of calls from people wanting to give their thoughts. Uh, Kelly, an old guy to an old guy. I, I get I get everything everybody said, but you know I, I saw a mutual friend of ours post something on social media this morning, and I'll leave his name out of it. But he's been associated with Southern Miss and uh, knows knows the inside. And he says there's just no loyalty anymore from anybody. And you know, I just think I just think that's a hundred percent true. I, I see I see the side of it from Scotty Walden. And I know that I know that my opinion is is outdated here, but you know, whatever happened to you know, I'd love to talk to you about that job, but I've made a commitment to these kids here for the rest of the year. And if we could work this out where I can finish out my commitment here, I'll come I'll come full barrel to you. But that just doesn't seem to even exist in anyone's mind anymore. Well, if you, you know, his contract, you know, I don't know what Scotty's contract, if, if, he, if he had a contract for years after this one. You know, if he had a, a contract for another three years, it'd be easier for him to say that. But whether the contract, you know, ended at the end of the year, it was, it was apparent that he wasn't going to come back. So in a way, you can't, you know, in a way, you, again, you can't fault him for, for going for, stable employment but it's not just on the side of the coaches bob and it's not just the side of the players you get schools that don't necessarily no, have loyalty anymore either no, i agree i mean you know going all the way back to the to the jeff bauer era i agree which i mean there was nobody oh. more loyal to that school <laughs> boy than there jeff you bauer go. Was. there's a great example <laughs> there's no question about that there's a, I, I gotta tell you this Callie, and we'll get luke in here and i don't mind saying this on the air i'm glad he's leaving i, I just never did think I just never did think he had the experience or the maturity to lead this program where it needs to go. Thoughts? Luke, go ahead. I am. I'm frustrated. So, I and Kelly and I talked earlier this morning, and, and Kelly knows how passionate I was in that conversation about my feelings on this. I am thankful that the search can now move on. I am thankful for that. We don't have to eliminate. We eliminate the audition. We eliminate the hypotheticals. What if he wins this amount of games? How many games? So Jeremy McLean can now go out and get his guy. And I'm not saying Scotty wasn't his guy going in, but I'm saying Jeremy wasn't on the campus of Southern Mississippi when Scotty Walden was brought in as a football coach. Jay Hobson was not Jeremy McLean's hire. So Jeremy can now go get his guy. That is the positive of it. What stinks to me is Scotty has been declaring to this football team on social media, uh, in interviews, at practice, that unity is the secret. Unity is the secret. Amen. Unity is the secret. Amen. And from the outside, it's just like, but you were the first dude to bail. Right. And so from a player's perspective, you know, it's, it's hard, it's hard for these players to trust people. And, and I'm not speaking about anybody on staff right now. I'm just simply saying when, when nobody that hasn't been on a college football team can understand the glue that holds those teams together. There is a brotherhood within that locker room that is only developed through hard work, sweat, and many hours in the weight room and many hours on the practice field. And once that glue is disturbed, it's hard to get it back together. Now, Tim Billings, um, he might be one of the greatest second-half adjustment coaches because of what we saw in the third quarter from the Eagles. But that's a tough job, man. And, Kelly, I brought up uh, with Bob last segment, you know, these guys, you know, they're – most of them will not be retained next year with the new head coach. And so from a player's perspective, I would be highly frustrated to have all of this said to me 
And then for you, you know, speaking of Scotty, he being the first one to leave. So, yeah, I, I can see it from all angles. From the university, it is good for the chemistry of this football team to play Rice Saturday. It's probably the, one of the worst things that could happen in, as an, a game intimately approaches for Saturday. It's just interesting how we, we always criticize politicians for being dishonest, uh, you know. And, and really, the, the political structure is generally a reflection of society. Yeah. You know, when you think about it, I mean, there are very few people are, are honest and forthright anymore. And, you know, as far as, and I heard the point you guys, when you were talking with Heath about the coach at Coastal Carolina, if, if the Chanticleers continue to play like they've played this year, whatever money Southern Miss is, would, would be offered, he'll be one of those hot properties that Texas will go and get if they fire Tom Herman, or, you know, that this guy will be at the top of everybody's list. And as generous as we think the Southern Miss offer might be, it would probably be peanuts to some of these other, you know, power five schools out there that might be in the market for a splash hire and go get this guy. You know, if, if he is the guy and he's available, great. But if, but if Coastal Carolina continues to rack up these wins, he's going to get a lot of attention from a lot of bigger schools. So what are you saying, Kelly? You want the, the Coastal Carolina team to lose the rest of its games? A selfish man you are, Santer. No, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying it. You know, you hope it's not a pipe dream if, if that's and, and the established I'm relationship that Jeremy has with him. But you know, I'm gonna tell you why I'm optimistic about this again. And I don't mean to beat the dead horse. I agree with everything Luke just said. I wish Mr. Walden well. Go on, I, but I have total confidence in Jeremy McLean making a great hire. I, I say that sincerely. I think we're gonna have a great hire announced at the end of the football season. And, again, I think this is overall the best thing that could have happened. Luke? At the at the same token, I would not be surprised. Okay, so I say this. I would be surprised. I would not be surprised because I've seen this team be resilient. There are very few football teams in history that have faced what Southern Miss has faced this year. Let's just be honest. Across right. the spectrum. At the same token, don't get mad at them on Saturday or going out if they come out and lay an egg. Because eventually the emotional issues and the, the mental uh, frustration will pile up and it will exhibit itself in some way or the other. So, you know, I'm going to show them grace the rest of the year. I'm just going to be glad we're going to be playing football. You know, Kelly, Joe Gibbs is available. You think a million dollars would attract him? No, not the what he's doing in NASCAR. And by the way, you talk about teams who have, have hit some bumps in the road. Anybody that owns the Dallas Cowboys jersey, put it on and report to practice at 3 o'clock today. <laughs> you got that right. And I sure hate to hear that. Oh, that just breaks as a, my heart. As a Washington fan, I'm sure you Yeah, know. that just breaks my heart. All right, Sanders, thank you, buddy. We'll have you tomorrow. Take care. Kelly Sander, everybody. Lee Roberts next to analyze the last football game and, of course, discuss the elephant now in the room. We'll be back. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a very, very unique Tuesday on the Eagle Hour. If you're just joining us, interim head coach Scotty Walden headed to Austin P University to be the head coach. That happened uh, about 10 30, 11 o'clock today. Tim Billings named the interim head coach for the rest of uh, 
the football season and uh, just uh, a lot going on. Appreciate Heath Hinton in the first segment, Kelly Center, uh, yesterday, or uh, last segment. Uh, Fourth Street Bar and Grill brings us the third segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. World Series tonight. Game six uh, between the Rays and the Dodgers. You can watch it at 4th Street uh, Bar and Grill. Reminder, tomorrow, Wing Wednesday. So uh, be sure to go see our friends at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great place uh, for you to see all the Southern Miss memorabilia in the world. And I guarantee you somewhere in there is uh, a picture of our next guest, former Southern Miss quarterback, Lee Roberts, joins us as he does every Tuesday. Do we have Lee back with us, Bob? Yes, sir. Lee's on the phone. We got him. Lee, uh, glad to glad to have you on um, today. So, just uh, first comment. Um, we want to get to the Liberty game and the Rice game, but uh, I, I told you off air. It's just hard for me as a former player to comprehend what this football team is facing this year. Same way with you. I think for the most part, you basically had the same OC and the same head coach. I had uh, the same head coach and basically the same staff a lot uh, through my time at Southern Miss. It's just hard to comprehend how crazy this, this year has been for the players of the Golden Eagles. You know, it has been a very difficult year, you know, obviously in more than one way. And, you know, first of all, I want to, you know, wish Coach Walton the best. I mean, he one, he's got to look out for himself, but um, very, very tough time. You know, I've never been in a situation where you lose a head coach after week one and then you lose an interim on week eight. Um, so th- these players, I mean, it's a, a 20-year-old kid's life is very difficult anyway with sports and uh, the social stuff and then trying to keep your grades up and then having to deal with COVID and two coaching changes in one year. Um you know, my hat's off to that team for just being resilient and just being very, um, I mean, they just have to be self-driven. But, you know, now they know that, hey, it's Coach Billings going forward for the rest of this year, and uh, and, and Coach Billings is going to do an outstanding job. He did a fantastic job stepping in last week when Coach Walden was out with uh, COVID-19. And, you know, obviously when Coach Walden's around, there's a lot of enthusiasm, and players even said that, you know, Coach Billings is, is not that kind of guy. But, I mean, he he is a he's a silent leader, a guy when when he speaks, you listen, and so I think these guys will will bounce back for sure. Lee, looking at uh, back at the Liberty game, and, and we're talking about the adjustments that Coach Billings made um, at, at halftime. About as bad as a first half could go defensively. Uh, you you feel bad. There was a couple breaks in there that didn't go the Golden Eagles' way with the kickoff return and a fourth down stop. But you find yourself down thirty-five to seven. What was your takes of about how hot uh, the Golden Eagles started and how they responded in the third quarter? You know, when, when we drove down, when you get the football on the road for your first possession, you drive down and score and make a statement. You think that's going to set the precedent the rest of the game. And um, obviously we had some uh, miscues offensively, you know, the next few series that really just kind of got us out of rhythm. I thought Tate Wadley offensively did an outstanding job. Defensively, just some missed assignments and missed tackles. And obviously going against a, a player, Malik Willis, that is, man, he's a, he is a stud. Um, but Coach Billing said it. I mean, you know, basically we, we looked like we hadn't played in three weeks, and that's just that's the, the nature of this coronavirus era. We were fortunate to get, you know, four games in and then had a, a stretch where we missed two weeks and then finally get a, a road game back at, at Liberty against a very, very good Liberty team. I mean, this, Coach Hugh Freeze has done an outstanding job, and they're getting some serious recognition in the in the uh, uh, polls and, and this and that. But offensively, defensively, uh, they – 
they did a lot of great things. And we knew going in that we couldn't make mistakes, and we did. But, but you're right, back to what Coach Billings was able to do at the halftime, make some adjustments. You know, we we were able to come out and get a, get the football back, score again offensively, and then a, a turnover on special teams and score again. And you look at we're right there back in the game. I mean, you go into halftime down 35-7 to as a – as a fan, as a player, you almost got to think, man, this is a uphill battle. But these guys didn't look at it that way. They looked at it as a challenge, and they came out and rose to the challenge for sure. Hey, Lee, I want to talk to you about Tate Watley. Um, kid that's been around a couple of years, looks beefed up, looks bigger than he did. I just thought he played outstanding. And I think it just seemed to me, from a fan standpoint, he added another dimension to the offense. Uh any chance that, uh, that he'll get more playing time, presuming he's over the uh, – the hard hit he took. Any kind of a quarterback competition now opening up? You know, I'm not sure if there's a quarterback competition, but I I think what he did do is is showed the coaching staff that he's got the the skill set and the confidence to step in at any given point and and take this team where they need to go. You know, I was talking to Matt Kubik Saturday morning at the hotel and just about Tate Watley, and he said, you know what, I've gone back over the last couple of years and looked at some of his his previous game tape. And then comparing to what he's seen in practice, and he said, "Man, he he throws the ball with a lot more confidence, a lot more zip, a lot more accuracy." And you know, that's that's one due to maturity. That's two, you know, just in, in college football for three seasons now, and just sometimes it just takes that time just just to click. You know, we've known Tate was talented, and he showed it Saturday, but with, especially with his legs. But throwing the football, he was he was much sharper than I've seen him for sure. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's a, a competition i think jack abraham is our guy i mean jack's a three-year starter that has done some great things here at southern mess but i think tate may work his way into the offensive system some if you know if and when he gets back healthy how tough is that for a kid now i know you once you started you never got replaced but i mean how, how tough is that for a kid like watley to practice 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 get on the field have a really good game and then the starter comes back and you're back on a bench how, how tough is that Lou? You know, the toughest job in college football is, is backup quarterback. I mean, you look at any other position on the field, um, you know, may, maybe the kickers as well, punters and kickers, because once you get a kicker, you kind of stick stick with them. But, I mean, any other position on the field, they rotate throughout the game, really, it's except that quarterback position. And, you know, you're just one play, you're one game, you're one positive test away from getting on the field. And, and when you do, you got to make the most of it. Um you know, so if you're Tate Watley, you just keep you keep doing what you've been doing because what you've done has has helped him to get to where he is. He just, you know, your role as a backup quarterback, and that's to, to practice, to get better, to push your your leader and your starter. And uh, when your name's called, you jump in and do your best job. And clearly, he has a shot next year to compete for that job. You know, he does, and uh, you know, with the NCAA allowing players to come back an extra year, not sure what that will. Um, what will happen with guys like Jack Abraham if if he would return for that uh, extra year or not? So, but if he uh, if Jack chooses not to come back, absolutely that leaves Tate Wally there as the uh, the front runner. And you know I'm proud proud for him. He's a guy that I think this team would stand behind if he was uh, next year starter, or even if he had the chance this year again. You just never know what's going to happen. I mean, he may get a chance again, and uh, when he does, I think he'll he'll prove himself once again. Now, before I throw it back to Luke, have you heard Luke or Kelly Sanders' name come up uh, in this in this coaching situation? Has the have those names surfaced so far today, Lee? You know, Twitter is a is a crazy thing, and uh, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> With it being as crazy as it is, I have not. I have not heard either okay. one of those names. All right. Well, I just want to make sure. Hey, Luke, yeah. how about you? I want to let everybody know out there that my buyout at the Eagle Hour is zero. Cheap. Because cheap. that's what I make here. <laughs> so you can hire me. Jeremy can hire me for $5, and, and I'll be happy. <laughs> Lee, um, Rice uh, plays their first uh, game after everybody else has been playing so much. Southern Miss has played five games, and Rice has only played one. Does that help or hurt the Golden Eagles? Because Rice has has five games of tape. Southern Miss has one game of tape on, on Rice. How does that affect the Eagles? Yeah, I think it's been, you know, that way most of the year, it seems like. We haven't been able to really look at, you know, multiple games on, on any team other than Liberty that we've played this year. So, you know, I think you just got to break down the, the game film that you have. You kind of look – I think Rice, because they really haven't changed much coaching staff, you can break down some of last year's film as well um, and kind of get an idea of what, you know, schematically they're going to do. But, you know, it, it, it again, is going to be all about what the Golden Eagles can do this week. Can they overcome the adversity that's faced with them? on this Tuesday, and will they show up on Saturday at the Rock and, and produce? And I think they will. I mean, this team, you know, bounces back. Our record doesn't show it, but the effort that I've seen has has been tremendous this year, and, it, and it's really never been about the effort. It's been, you know, more about uh, what they've had to face. I mean, I think the kids are going to they're going to show up and they're going to compete. They want to they wanna go out and win for themselves and their teammates. They've talked about 11 brothers, and, and that's what it is, 11 brothers on the field competing for – for one thing, and and honestly, you know, with our record at at uh, one and four right now, we uh, there, there's still a lot to be said that you know we can compete for a conference title still, and uh, you know now that these uh, conference games are, are staring at us in the face, obviously Rice this week and North Alabama next week is, is not conference, but from that point forward, I think there's a there's a stretch there of conference games that we can go and compete and try to win. So that's, that's our goal, and that's uh, what we're going to step out to do. All right, Lee, we appreciate you every week. And if you don't think it's weird enough, Lee, just a quick reminder, hurricanes coming through the area uh, tomorrow night and Thursday morning. So uh, 2020, Lee, continues, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Hey, appreciate you guys. What okay, you always appreciate your time. Lee Roberts, everybody, great Southern Miss quarterback, color analyst now for the Golden Eagle Radio Network. All right, we've got a lot of calls during the first part of the show. 264-8910. Some of you guys want to call me back. I'll try to get you on the air before we go off and get your thoughts about what's happening. 264-8910, Eagle Hour continues. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back on a Tuesday, a very, very unique Tuesday for Southern Miss fans. Second time this year, the head coach uh, departs. Scotty Walden headed to be the head coach at Austin P University, uh, that official from Southern Miss. And... Austin P. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Toyota of Hattiesburg, located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg. When needing to make a new vehicle purchase, uh, call up Toyota of Hattiesburg, and uh, they can help you the entire way. Toyota of Hattiesburg, proud sponsor 
of the Eagle Hour. Luke and Bob from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. A lot of times on the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour, uh, we, uh, we we discuss the NFL. We're, we're not only Southern Miss guys here, but we have our own team. Um, unfortunately, today on the Eagle Hour, uh, we we have a Tom Brady homer. And yeah. uh, I'm just kidding. Patrick from Hattiesburg uh, very graciously called in the show. And, and I, I think originally he wanted to call out uh, Kelly Santer, but he got under my nerves a little bit. Patrick, we're, we're giving you the air. Fire away and get us. Go ahead, brother. Well, all Tom Brady has done since that Thursday night game in which he uh, forgot to down, which down it was. All he has done now is he's second in the league in touchdown passes uh, behind uh, Russell Wilson. And right now he's projected to have 41 touchdowns and nine mm. interceptions. That sounds like a Pro Bowl season to me. If you're right now, he would be get three uh, quarterbacks per lead, uh, per conference. Right now it would be Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, then Tom Brady. Tom Brady is a Pro Bowl quarterback again. Uh, he he had never left. As long as you got good teammates and you're in the right situation, you can succeed in any sport. And obviously, Tom Brady saw that New England was not getting any better, and he made the right decision. Now look at New England. Uh, Bill Belichick's ego now. He must check it at the door now because he needs Brady more than Brady needed him. And Tom got an excellent shot at winning a championship. Well, well, you know, our callers are so smart, and we're so happy to have you. Now, can I, let me ask you about Don't you think the way that Luke and Kelly put down Tom Brady was shameful at the start of the season? Let me tell you what was going on that day. I was driving uh, I was driving in the state of Mississippi. I think I was in uh, Woodville, Mississippi, mm-hmm. where a lot of pine trees is in Woodville. Mm-hmm. And I could barely get you guys. And then when, I, when the signal faded, I got you guys on the Internet on my phone. And I was listening. And you guys were laying in the Kelly. This was on a mm. Friday, too. You guys were laying into Tom Brady. And I just, I wish I could have made a phone call then and, and voiced my opinion, but I couldn't. I just shook my head. Oh, man. And so I couldn't wait for this opportunity. I wanted to call last week. But I said, no, I'm going to give Brady another week just to see what he's going to do. And you saw what he did again this week with four touchdown yeah. passes. One rush. I want to say one thing about uh, uh, Coach Walden going to Clarksville, Tennessee. I used to be stationed at Fort Campbell, Kentucky. That's exactly where Austin Peay University is, right there on on the line of Tennessee and Kentucky. Clarksville, Tennessee. And you do know what Clarksville, Tennessee is famous for, right? No, what's up? Right. It's the home of Wilma Rudolph. Oh. Uh, You know the story. Uh, She had polio. Right. Uh, as a child, and then she went on and, and won gold medals in right. track and field. Right, right, right. And uh, that, that's her hometown. And uh, Clarksville, Tennessee, is right on the line of Tennessee and Kentucky. So uh, huh. I, I've been there a lot of times. So Austin P. University, that's where it's located at. Right. Well, we're glad to have you on the show. We're going to give Luke a minute now, Luke. Did you want to respond <laughs> to this brilliant, articulate listener that, that called in the show today? Luke? Opinions are like many parts of the human anatomy, and opinions are like pairs of socks. Everybody's got them. Most of them stink after they've been used. So I just want to remind uh, our our caller, uh, week one, um, yeah, uh, Saints 34, Buccaneers 23, and I will remind our caller, 
uh, Monday, November 9th, after the Sunday, November 8th game, the Saints will win again. Patrick, thank you, Patrick. It's been a great joy having you on the Eagle I Hour today. he's been abusive well, to you, Patrick. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Patrick, I don't want uh, you to hang real. up now. I want you to stay on. I'm going to get your address. I'm going to send you I'm gonna send you some Eagle Hour swag since you've been so articulate in pointing out the fallacy of Kelly Sander and Luke Johnson. And look, we've got about 50 seconds left. I've told Luke that I think it, it may be about time for his man Brady to um, – not Brady, but uh, Breeze to retire. Well, what's your thought about that, Patrick? Here's my deal on this. He signed a 10-year, $180 million contract with NBC. Uh, I, I'm Being a military man, I feel the same way Bruce, Drew felt about, that, about what he said about the national anthem. Mm-hmm. I don't really think Drew meant any harm in that. Matter of fact, I know he didn't mean any harm in that. And – with the way his teammates uh, laid him out, especially Malcolm Jen- Jenkins and his wide receiver, I really don't think Drew's going to come back for another year. Hmm, not so much because of his ability. Interesting. He's a great quarterback. And, uh, I pick it. I pick it, Luke, about him. But he's a he's a great quarterback. There's no question. Yeah, about that. he is a great. He's a great human being too. My nephew. Right. You, you guys football. should get together and have your own podcast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just, <laughs> me and Kelly will just go our separate ways and. All right. Been a nice life. Appreciate it, Patrick. All right. Well, Patrick, thank you for calling, man. We're out of time. I want you to stay on the line, though. I'm going to, I want to catch up with you when we get off the show. We appreciate your call, my man. All right, dude. All right. Patrick, everybody from Hattiesburg. How great was that, Luke Johnson? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, for some people it was. All right. That wraps up a very eventful day on the Eagle Hour. Back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Who knows what will happen between now and then? Until then, Southern Miss to the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.